For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Thinking of starting a podcast? We'll try Anchor. It's free, easy to use, and its creation tools allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or computer. It'll even take care of distribution for you with a single tap so you can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, Anchor is the only place you can publish video podcasts directly to Spotify. Man, you can even make money using Anchor in a couple of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. It's truly everything you need in one place to make a podcast. So make sure to go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome back to another episode of It's Cavalier. As always, it's Mac bringing you the latest and greatest around the block when it comes to the Cavs. Let's just kick this one right off. 129-98. That was the score of the latest game between the Cleveland Cavaliers and Golden State Warriors. Now, we know coming into this season, Golden State uh, definitely has some injury problems. I mean, Draymond Green missed, you know, the first, I believe, five games to start the season. Obviously, Klay Thompson had another season-ending injury, uh, which prompted Golden State to go out and grab Kelly Oubre and also draft James Wiseman. So with that being said, you would think that Cleveland would be an advantage. Well, I'm here to tell you no, (laughs) definitely not. I mean, if you look at Cleveland's current roster at the moment, Cleveland had nine healthy active players, I believe, for last night's game. We're still missing Kevin Love. We're still missing Larry Nance. We're still missing Matthew Dellavedova. Two of those three guys are definitely core pieces and provide a lot to the front court. And one just is one of the toughest SOBs you'll find out there. And very good mentor when it comes to Cleveland's guards. So I say all this to say that Cleveland was not an advantage here. The only advantage that Cleveland probably had last night was size. The, the tallest starting player that Golden State rolled out last night was a six foot seven Andrew Wiggins. Now, Cleveland, we're all too familiar with Andrew Wiggins. He was a key, very integral part in bringing a championship to Cleveland. Did he play a game in Cleveland? Hell no. But what he did do was allow us to go out and grab Kevin Love. We all know how things turned out. We don't have to go down memory lane. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, LeBron James, four and a big three, won a championship. That's that. But the tallest player they had out was six foot seven Andrew Wiggins. Next closest player was Draymond Green, and who is generously listed at six seven. I think he's actually six six. So those players are not scrubs by any means. Draymond Green is a multiple time All Star, multiple champion, and Andrew Wiggins can definitely score the basketball. 
Uh, but you would think that we we have some mismatches just that we would uh, exploit. And, and I think we really tried to, but it didn't really pan out like we thought it would. Uh, Jared Allen, you know, he had a decent game, double-double, 13 points, 14 rebounds. But the size didn't matter as much as I thought maybe it would heading into the game. We know we don't, we're not playing Andre Drummond anymore. More on that in a little bit. But it is, you know, we still have JaVale McGee. We still have Jared Allen. We still have Dean Wade. We still have some size that we can put out there, and it didn't amount to a whole lot. Part of the problem with Cleveland these last, you know, this long stretch, really this whole season, has been the lack of the three-point shot. It's just not in our offense. And I do applaud JB for trying to incorporate that last night a little bit more. And I think we really kind of had to just because of what's going on with Drummond. But it just still wasn't enough. It's, it's beginning to be clear that we are at a pivotal point in this season right now where we, we really need to make up our minds on what kind of team we're going to be, what kind of future we're going to have for this season are we going to go all in for like full-on tank mode which i'm not necessarily opposed to but i do know this after having these last two losing seasons i don't think anybody on the roster is really wanting to go that route especially not colin sexton darius garland sure the vets feel the same way but it these young fellows need to get some uh, a good taste in them out, the winning taste, some playoff basketball. I think we all would like that to happen as Cleveland fans, but I don't know if that's the route that we're going in. This I've said it numerous times before. This is going to be a very good draft. Lots of good players available. A lot of people are pushing for Kaminga or Kate Cunningham, which you can't go wrong with either of those options, in my opinion, even Evan Mobley. But we don't know how we're going to finish out the rest of the season. We're going to get healthier. We're going to get Kevin Love. We're going to get Larry Nance. We're going to hopefully get Matthew Dellavedova back, uh, who, God forbid, he actually has to retire. Now, if you guys haven't checked that out, make sure, you know, look a little bit deeper into it because there's lots of rumors floating around there, out, uh, out there that he might be forced into retirement due to recurring problems from concussions. And he's definitely had a lot over the course of his career. But... This, you know, it, it it's hard to really see what direction we're heading in. I know the guys want to win, but we may be better off future-wise just going ahead and shutting down for the rest of the year. I mean that, but that's always the the situation that you find yourselves in whenever you're, you know, you're you're playing at this level and your record is what it is right now. Cleveland, I think, is in. 13th in east right now so i mean that just tells you how far off we've fallen but last night's game colin sexton you know his usual self had 23 points three rebounds five assists that's pretty uh pretty regular pretty expectant of colin sexton at this point Darius Garland, you know, he didn't have a bad game by any stretch, but it certainly wasn't one that was going to uh, to knock your socks off. He's definitely had a uh, a much better season than he did last year, 
And I think a lot of that is just because he's finally getting healthy. But when you really, you know, you get down to the brass tacks of it, it's just that he's been able to play. He only fit, He only played five games in college. You know, he had 16 points, three assists last night. Jetty Oseman, the very inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, he's lovable. I mean, I can't not like Jetty. And I know people out there making jokes that he, uh, he's grown a beard recently, but Jetty had his first double-double of the season last night. 17 points, 10 rebounds. He's doing what he can. The problem with Jetty is that he's so damn inconsistent. And, you know, he he's jacking shots up out there because almost nobody will from that three-point line. He went... 33% from three last night, three on three for nine. So it's not like he's not out there trying. It's just that he's not hitting these shots. Isaac Okoro, you know, he he does what he can, but we all know the deal with Okoro right now. As of his rookie season, he's just not very good on offense. He's getting there. He's starting to look more aggressive, and I'm glad. But we, it, it's pretty clear that he is not polished on that end. He provides exactly what Cleveland needs on the defensive end it's just at this point right now you can't expect him to really provide any offense he only had two points last night and that's 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 really all I can really cover I mean if you really want to get into Damian Dotson 10.6 rebounds off the bench Dotson's been a bright spot um and I guess Another storyline that I like to kind of throw in there is Lamar Stevens. Now, J.B. Bickerstaff opted to start Jetty Oseman at power forward over one of Lamar Stevens or Dean Wade. Now, at this point of the season, I would think that J.B. would kind of be looking to evaluate on what he has to work with. So why not give Stevens big time minutes? He did play almost 19 Last night he had six points, grabbed four, uh, had four assists. It's and, and and it's not like he can't play and can't score. He was definitely a big time player at Virginia. He just he's raw, he's raw at this level. So you have to give him time in a meaningful situation to try and develop. And last night's game would have been perfect for him to step in at that starting power forward position to see what he can do. Now, we know what Jetty is at this point in his career. We really do. We really know what he can provide. And I think, you know, he did have 17 and 10 last night, but that would have been perfectly utilized off the bench. You could have just swapped him. Jetty played 35 minutes last night. I'm not saying there's no president for it. I'm not saying he shouldn't. I'm saying that the other option could have been to start Stevens. Stevens is not the most polished offensive player, but he brings a certain in defensive intensity. He brings hustle. He brings heart. Just He's just one of those glue guys that you want to see out on the court. You know, it, it, it's just at this point in time, what do you have to lose? We've lost eight games in a row. Cleveland has won only three of their last 13. That's two Brooklyn wins. And uh, I'm forgetting the last win, but it's not that's not that's not great. And that's really since, you know, that leads me into my next topic. Andre Drummond, this team has played. is really has gone as Andre Drummond has gone these last few weeks. Now, prior to the Jared Allen, you know, prior to acquiring Jared Allen and Torrin Prince, Cleveland was actually doing OK. You know, we weren't beating down the doors. We weren't, you know, world beating at all. 
but we were definitely playing well. Our defense was among the tops in the league. And Andre Drummond really, you know, was playing very well. But it became obvious, just just so damn obvious, so damn clear that after that trade, a message was sent and Andre Drummond just checked out. I mean, I I really have tried to be on the side of Andre, and I I still kind of am rolling with him. I do feel bad for the situation because he really has embraced Cleveland in his short time here. But it was very clear that he checked out as soon as that trade occurred. You know, there, there had been a lot of discussion about his attitude and his play is really just nonchalant play on the court. It, it was clear as day. You could definitely tell. Nobody really wanted to say it at the time before his pretty much removal from the from the lineup entirely. Nobody wanted to say it, but it was clear. You could just tell in his body language on the court, this dude is just not in it anymore. He felt slighted. He felt like, you know, he really did embrace Cleveland. And they just decided that they were going to go in another younger direction now that is not to say that jared allen is not the future of the center position for cleveland because jared allen is is a dog he a monster it it really is very just it's good to sit back and watch such you know just good basketball at a young age from him i think he's only 22 years old so he's got a lot more good basketball ahead of him a lot he hasn't peaked yet as evidenced by his 14, 13 point, uh, 14 point 13 rebound game last night. He's been nothing but a professional since coming over, and he's played very well. But at the same time, Andre Drummond, you know, being the vet that he is, the two-time All-Star, four-time rebounding champ that he is, probably definitely felt slighted. Can you blame the guy? You really decided to stay put and i know that there's monetary uh definitely a monetary reason to do so with his player option and you know the market being what it is right now for big men but at the same time you can't help but feel a little for the guy he really did his best i think at this point it just would suit both parties as evidenced at this point now with his benching it would suit both parties best to find something that works for both sides. Send Drummond to a contending team where his services are wanted and it can be utilized in the correct fashion. For Cleveland, open up some cap space, get a draft pick or two back, maybe a player that will fit into the rotation. I don't know. It's really hard to say. His market value is just low right now. I mean, we really acquired him for nothing last season. And that's not a dig at John Henson and Brandon Knight. But, I mean, really, when you're talking about it, Cleveland didn't have to move a lot to get him. So, at this point, we're not contending. So, why not go ahead and strike now while the iron is hot, while his stats are looking pretty good, and while he can still be utilized by a playoff contender? So, in saying that, you know, we're looking at some possible scenarios for him. Is he going to go to Portland? That rumor was floated out there. Is he going to go to a center needy team like Boston? 
who you know would probably have to do a lot financially to make it work. Could he possibly end up with Brooklyn, as had been floated out there since they're lacking at that center position, since trading, ironically, for, well, trading Jared Allen to Cleveland. They're definitely a team that could be on the lookout, and that's not even in, in for a trade. That's if Cleveland ends up buying Drummond out. That's really the only way that it could happen because they literally have nothing left to give. When you're talking about draft assets and uh, and trade potential, they just don't have anything else to give. So they're on the buyout market. They're going to be a big candidate there. But assuming that Cleveland does trade him, where would you guys want to see him move to? I'd love to know. As always, you know, I always say you can hit me up, send me a DM, at me on Twitter, at it's Cavalier underscore pod. You know, I'd love to know what you guys think. I put a poll out there, gotten a few responses. And speaking of polls, I just gotta I gotta give a huge shout out and thank you to Larry Nance Jr. of the Cavs. Obviously, you guys know who he is. I'm just name dropping because I put a poll out there asking if fellow Cavalier Kevin Love will eventually make the Hall of Fame. Is he a, is he a Hall of Famer? My opinion, yes. He's he's no doubt a Hall of Famer. But I just wanted to hear what you guys had to say and what really NBA Twitter had to say. Thanks to Larry Nance Jr. who just very nicely i'll go ahead and pull it up and read it for you guys myself he quoted my tweet and said as much as i hate the guy this is an absolute no-brainer and now obviously you know with sarcasm aside he shares the same sentiment as i do kevin love is a definite no-brainer but in saying that he brought over 1600 votes to my poll which for me I know it may not really seem like a lot to you guys, but that's definitely, you know, it brightened my day. He brought 1,600 votes to my poll. I'm lucky to see a number like that. So big shout out to you, Larry Nance Jr. If you listen by chance, listen to my podcast. I'd love to have you on one day. You really made my day by doing that, man. So thanks. Uh, But back to the subject, I love to hear what potential trade partners you guys would love to see Cleveland partner up with to get Andre Drummond to a team that really honestly could probably utilize him better. So, I mean, let's just, let's, let's dig into this. After trading Drummond, what direction do we head in when it comes to the starting lineup? So obviously with him bench, we know what we're kind of doing right now. We're plugging in different pieces, seeing what kind of lineups we can kind of use. Last night it was Jetty Oseman at that power forward position. Obviously Jared Allen starting. But you got to think when Kevin Love gets healthy and Larry Nance Jr., who I just talked about, gets healthy, what do you do? To me, perfect starting lineup. Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro, Kevin Love, and Jared Allen. Assuming the Cavaliers don't also get rid of Kevin Love, that lineup to me is probably the best when it comes to an offense-defense balance because we know that we're abysmal right now beyond the arc and just really attempting shots. We know that Kevin Love can really, really, really help that aspect of the game out. Is a playmaker at that uh, stretch forward position, 
and can hit the three ball with very good consistency. Colin Sexton's a great three-point shooter. Darius Garland is not bad. Isaac Okoro is on the come up when it comes to that, but he's not considered an offensive player by any means. And Jared Allen definitely uh, is very good around the rim and provides great defense. Now, when you head to the bench side of things, that's when things kind of get a little bit uh, <laughs> a little bit chippy because what is your rotation looking like? We obviously know that Jetty Olsman's going to get his. He's going to get his time. I would like to think that Larry Nance Jr. as well. Uh, that's just a no-brainer at this point. And what are you doing at that backup center position now that you're going to move up off of Andre Jones for good, are you keeping JaVale McGee or are you going to look to go younger? Are you going to look to target a backup center in the Andre Drummond trade? I mean, realistically, they might. So re- really, what are you doing with the rest of those minutes? Are you going to give more minutes to Lamar Stevens, who I definitely would advocate for? Or are you going to keep playing Damian Dotson out there at that guard position because he's, you know, he's performed very well in spurts at the backup guard position. You obviously have the choice of rolling out Dean Wade for more time. And we know that Dylan Windler, when he gets healthy, is going to come out and get some play time for sure. So they have no short of shortage of options when it comes to their, uh, their rotation. The real problem is plugging and playing what what are you going to do what jb's got a problem on his hands and assuming the best for matthew delvadova you know he provides playmaking at that uh, backup point card position so that's just another guy i mean i i don't really know what their what their aim is at this point and i'm sure there are more trades on the horizon i'm sure that everybody that's on the roster right now will not remain on the roster but they they really have a lot to work out. Y'all let me know. What what is the perfect lineup that they can roll out at this point? I think the one that I put out there is probably the best one, but uh, you know, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about that as well. So, you know, when you really get down to the brass tacks of it, they're just going to have to narrow down their best 10 players and roll them out there. And I'm sure that JB has already been trying to plan this out, which is kind of why we see some of the uh, the lineup shuffling that we have. Even before Drummond was benched, we saw that. Just because of the lack of healthy bodies. And that's why we've been able to get some, uh, some play time out of the end of the rotation pieces when the two-way guys... Uh, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close out today's episode. Again, hit me up on Twitter at it's Cavalier underscore pod. If you want to leave a review, you want to share anything, you want to comment on anything I've said today, I'd love to hear it. With that being said, y'all have a good day. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.